Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Good. It's too bad this is an audio medium, so you can't see the, how we were just razzing you. This, uh, which we do every time. Yeah, we do we're it together. every single time. And that's fine. As long as I get to see my friends and record the show, I'm completely fine with you razzing me. I'll take it. Um, so, uh, you guys, um, sadly, we weren't recording during this, but I want to somewhat carry over this conversation. Um, I've been playing Persona 5 Royal still. I'm shocked. Uh, the thing is, though, I'm making real progress in it. Uh, I'm almost done. I'm in the last, like... I'd say the last, I'm past the, I'm, I'm well within like, I think 20% of the ending. Um, I wouldn't go for, go so far as 20%. 21 okay. maybe. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like getting there. Um, yeah, you're in, you're approaching the climax for yeah. sure. So. Well, the first climax, I guess. This so I've made a mental concession to myself that when the base game ends is when I'm stopping to play Strikers, and then I will come back to play the extra semester of Royal if I unlocked it. Yeah, you could. I'm just... I'm worried that I didn't unlock it. Who knows? You, you st- know, you still have time. I I still have time. I'm pretty sure. Um. um. <laughs> Yeah. But it's possible that maybe I mean maybe your problem will be solved by you just not unlocking it. Yeah. You can miss it. Yeah. I yeah, you never can heard miss about it. that. Okay. Yeah. Like you have to do specific things for after the regular game would end for it to transition into the next part of it. That's kind of funny. Yeah. See what what does offer me hope and solace in that is that Seth wasn't too happy with the royal ending and he preferred the base game's ending. Uh, from your huh. review back in, like you, Gosh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what my specific sentiments were at oh. the time. You just, you weren't. It wasn't as powerful to you. You said, yeah, like, that's true. I, but that's, um, like it does some interesting things. But I think, yeah, like the very, the specific way that it ends was was a little a little less, um, uh, not really. It's not really less upbeat, but it's. It's 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 just a it leaves you with kind of a different feeling that the original ending does. Yeah, and you you said you don't even see the original ending if no. you do the extra semester. Hmm. So it's not like you beat the game proper and then you get the extra stuff. Right. Like it is a drastically changed thing. Yeah. Um the, like the original ending does not happen. So I hesitate to talk too much about where I'm at in the game because uh it it is spoilery territory. Um but to give you an idea, so at the very beginning of the game, you get captured. Um, and the whole conceit up until the point where I'm at is that you're building up to this day that you get captured. Um, yeah, you're telling the you're t- this person is interrogating you and you are you playing the game as you telling them these events that happened in the past. Yeah, and I'm about caught up to the point of explaining things. And... Man, is this game going from like zero? It's, it's hard to say it's going from zero to 60 because I'm 80 hours in, but <laughs> it, it is really ramping up in the excitement and reveals, which is really dope. Um, 
honestly, some of my favorite characters have been unlocked within the last couple of people. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite characterizations of, of people have come from their interactions with these characters. Ryuji really gets a lot of great um, characterization by dealing with some of these later characters. Um, Seth, how many episodes, if you can remember, is the Persona 5 anime? Oh, that's a good question because um, they, like, they had the... So I can't tell you where the anime stops without going into spoilers. Um, But the anime actually, it stops, like, near, like where you are right now like it it kind of stops right after um like you get caught up to the story uh and then they like i think they release like tv movies to finish out the um wow the story yeah it was weird (laughs) it was weird the way they did it so it wasn't my favorite just because and i mean i already knew the story but i also like got up to that point like why why do i have to wait for this yeah (laughs) Um, so I meant I've, where I was leading to, so before we started the show, I wish I had recorded this so I could put it at the end. We've been talking about our feelings about subbed and dubbed in certain media. Um, did you watch the anime? Is there a dub? And if so, did you watch it subtitled? I, there is a dub of the anime. Uh, is it the I people from up, the game? There is 26 episodes. Mm-hmm. And okay. then the two epilogue specials um yeah it's the same cast um Uh, that would almost make it hard for me to watch it in japanese but i'm so curious what these characters are like in japanese versus the english characterizations of them um i actually think they so i watched the anime in japanese just because like i watched it as it came out and there wasn't a dub of it until recently i think um and I, I think they line up pretty accurately. Um, like, not all the voices sound exactly the same, but they sort of have the same delivery and intonation in their voices. So I think they did a good job of of matching up what they portrayed in Japanese to what they portray in English. And one of the real inter- interesting things is that um, the protagonist actually has a lot of speaking in the anime. Really? Yeah, like he talks a lot. Oh my gosh, I would have figured they would have kept that really quiet. Nope. Like, I mean, you're talking a lot in the game, but there's no vocalization of what right. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Your, your dialogue is like choices that you make right, in response right, right. to things that other people say, but it's not actually voice acted. Yeah, that's the so that's what I was about to clarify is that, you know, I did figure at some point there would be a voice saying what I'm choosing. But there's none of that. It is just select and go. Yeah, like um, you hear you hear the protagonist's voice in different selections that you do. Like if you save and quit out of the game, like you'll hear him say something, and yeah. you hear him here and there. He but. says like I'll write this down. Like uh, it's like nice. I I've gone into the rhythm of saying that with him when I yeah. go to save the game. Yes, nice. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> it's. I've found it even is affecting Marianne. Uh, I've played this game so much. Like, she knows all the music for when I'm doing certain things. And, like, she ends up humming it with the game. 
And um, the same thing happened because I played Hollow Knight so much. Um, all the characters in Hollow Knight, all the townspeople said like a specific little bit. And so um, like, I'd be like, all right, I got to go talk to the shopkeeper. And I, you talk to them and they do a bomb banana. Like that was like the noise they made. <laughs> 10 out of 10 noise. We said it around the house for weeks because it, <laughs> you, you hear it so much. Um, and the same thing has kind of happened with Persona, just like humming songs. And um, it's hard to believe that near the beginning of January slash end, uh, like middle of December to the beginning of January, I was only like 40 hours in and here I am. I've pushed through 40 hours of the game more since then. Yeah. And there's probably, I mean, you could probably get 40 more out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's including the, the new semester. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, I will say like McDonald's, um, I haven't played I anything that, new, but there is something else I've revisited lately. Mm. Um, Marianne has been playing Celeste and she has been loving it. Now the thing is, it's been making me want to play Celeste. <laughs> I have also have had those urges and recently. You don't realize how much of a cramp that platformer puts in your hands playing it on mobile. <laughs> you forget that feeling. I mean, uh, I play most of it on mobile, so. Yeah. But it, it, cramped, it cramps my hands. I've got big hands. I'm a big boy. Um, so it's, you heard it here first. Um, and so I was playing it, and I, it, the muscle memory of that game does not come back easily a little bit. Oh, no, yeah. I can't imagine it's, it would. It's, it's way too, like, it's, it's precise. Really, yeah, it's, it is not like riding a bike. It is, there is some stumbling blocks. But luckily the game, of course, as ever, um, is there with the quick respawns uh, and to help you get back into the action real quick. And uh, my goal is basically, Marianne's been playing... And I'm not trying to like flex on her, but my my main goal is to I'm I'm just going through and collecting strawberries I missed the first time around, um, which if you don't know what strawberries are in the game, we've talked about it. You can go listen. Yeah, you can go listen. Just collectibles, but they're collectibles, and they sometimes are part of harder rooms that you go off the beaten path to, um, and they some of them are real hard. Uh, yeah. Um, it's great, Celeste. Fantastic. Indeed. Still playing Fortnite, as always. You know me, the Fortnite connoisseur. Yep. Uh, it was announced today that they're adding Tron to the game. And so uh, I know that the people on this show are not huge fans of Fortnite, <laughs> but we are glad to see Tron getting some representation. Yeah, true. So seems to be OG Tron too. It does. It, it yelling the fight for the users. Nice. So. Well, I said that in Legacy, but yeah, it appears that Jonesy is interacting with the master control program. Yeah, and seems to get sucked into the grid. But it's all it's all in audio format. We'll see. Um, they just brought That's the Flash in with a sort of teaser like that. Um, he's coming in this weekend, so. Got fuck got forced attention. He's gonna play Fortnite this weekend. <laughs> Every other character spend, that gets added in, I spend it fifteen dollars. He's gonna spend fifteen dollars on the Flash skin. Friday is payday. Look, I'm, I, am right there, but uh, <laughs> with Apex, 
Um, yeah. I'm trying. I have to like control myself to not spend money on it um, because they have, they just started the two year anniversary collection event, and so they have released like new recolors of old skins that were only available in like previous season passes. Um, and of course, I had a huge gap where I wasn't playing, and so yeah, basically all of these skins, I outside of one, there is the. Uh, the caustic skin i do have the regular version of um and so all of them are like man i want these but are but, these the red and gold ones yeah yeah <sighs> i just wish it wasn't red and gold they for the most part they all look really good okay um okay. i need to boot up apex you haven't been bothering me as much to play it lately yeah it's just because i lately have not been playing until like eleven thirty at night <laughs> um it happens and but it's cool the I I had some coins from when I got the the season pass, and so I did get some of the skins. There was like a um, a bundle that gives you that would that gave you a bloodhound skin, which is of course my boy, and, yeah. and also three like event packs. So I got three other skins. Um, there's some that, yeah, there's some that I really want because they're characters that I like, but I don't have. But I don't like to play as them because I don't have good skins for them. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. Um, and also in, they also seem to be on a rotating basis. Are also releasing like weapon skins that were only in the season passes, and so those are also going to uh, get me. So I'm, I'm the the cool thing is the 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 collection event you can unlock two. Um, event packs just by that just by doing by playing um so hopefully i'll be able to get the stuff that i really want in those and not have to uh not have to to fork out any cash um so yeah i i understand the 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 desire when it's like oh yeah there's that thing and i want it so i need to ask you because it's uh we've talked about this on our discord a little bit nice plug for the discord um, where Quack has brought up like, well, why don't you buy skins in Apex, David? You buy skins in Fortnite. And to me, like skins in, For in Apex are super cool, but the problem is I'm not looking at myself in Apex. So like a skin is way less impactful for me to care about. Now, I do like when I have a cool skin in Apex. Yeah. But the the thing is, with Fortnite, there's the inherent, like, I'm looking at this all the time because it's in third person. Um, so do you think, does that would that affect your purchasing more if you could see it more? I don't, I don't think so. Like, like I've, I've actually thought about it, that specific thing before, that it's like, you know, I get this, but I never actually see it outside of the menu screen, basically. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of just a way to flex on other people that you're playing with. It's like, ooh, look, look how cool I look compared to you. Right, right. You simpleton. Um, I think I also probably, that's probably why I care more about, like, gun co cosmetics. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because those are things you actually are Fun looking at. Funnily enough, it's why I care way less about gun cosmetics in Fortnite because you can't see the gun cosmetics yeah. as much. Yeah. And I'm like, sure, I can have a cool skin for my assault rifle, but I'm not seeing it. Now in the in Apex, you're like always seeing your yeah, gun. Yeah, it takes up a large portion <laughs> of your screen. Um, so 
So yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting the way those two things are are different. But I still, especially for the characters, I really like. I want them to also look cool. Yeah. What really does give me I I didn't think about it until you said is really the gun customizations in Apex because um, all the other stuff doesn't really get me. Some of the voice tracks do, but like the the badges for the the like the player banners the player that banners that doesn't really grab me too yeah much. And, and some of that like it's cool to have those to, to, to just um ha- like be able to further customize all that stuff but yeah i mean what we, what we really care about is the way stuff looks and it's also weird because you'd never really even in game you kind of don't realize like what skins the other people that you're playing against have until like they kill you and you kind of the the camera sort of fixed on these people yeah and you're like oh that guy looks like that so it's it's weird how important they are but also how much you like they are not in the gameplay and like you don't notice them but i still want them yeah because they (laughs) look cool listen i i get it i get a 10 out of 10 yeah the thing is what gets you it's funny because you want things that look cool, and I want things I recognize from yeah. other media. So, like, that's why the Fortnite stuff doesn't work for you. You're like, I don't really care about these references. Yeah. Now, for the most part, in, like, TV shows and stuff, I don't like when it's self-referential. Or, like, I don't like Family Guy because it's always referencing other things. And you could say that Fortnite is, like, the Family Guy of video games because they're yeah. it's got everything together. You could say that. Um, but, I mean... I enjoy it way more, and uh, yeah, it's it's not like caricatured or parodied. Right, it's just yeah. it's it's two different, you know, two different tastes. Yeah, um, and and like I think we've talked there. I think there are references to that stuff in Apex. They're just like not. Yeah, it's apparent. not as like over. there. There is like we we're talking about Tron, and it made me think. There's a gun in Apex. Like a, there a is skin a Tron gun. That it just looks there's like straight it up looks Tron like it's gun. a Tron gun. Yeah. Um, it's and, yeah, yo. and I don't, I don't think the, like the not even the name is a reference, but it's just like visually, it's the exact same stuff that you from like Tron Legacy. You're like, oh, this is a gun from Tron. Yeah. Um, and so I think they do kind of. It may not be intentional references, but they pull like, I think they they find interesting aesthetics that maybe evoke other stuff. So what have you been playing besides <laughs> Apex? Well, it's interesting you bring up Celeste because I've been playing a game. I, got to, I talked about it last week, and I found that I'm having... The speed at which I am playing has turned it into kind of a Celeste-like experience, uh, a bit more frustrating, uh, and that, of course, is Cyber Shadow. Um, and I have come to really appreciate like the... The way the reason I like it liking this is less is like the speed at which after you die you immediately pick back up and yeah. can keep going. Um I said last week that I disagreed with Forrest on like the the way that the checkpointing works. Um and I think there I have experienced more frustrating checkpointing like the later in the game that I go. Um but also I think um it's it's kind of become less of an annoyance at the same time because you're you get so many like as you progress you continue to get more abilities and that like affect your the way you move through the environment and interact with stuff and it yep. allows you to move through these levels at such faster speeds 
Um, so you, and, don't, you don't have to sit and deal with every single enemy. Right. You know, like, you could just go past them one way or another. And so it, it does, and it does so it turns into that kind of getting the exact muscle memory of a specific room and just being able to kind of go through it really fast. Um, and And so it does end up, it has ended up being like a sort of experience that is similar to Celeste, where I'm like going through rather, and it's not room by room, but I'm going through this segment uh, and sort of learning it and figuring out when to exactly press these buttons until I can just like run through it really quickly. But it does, there do become um, in certain levels, there are what seem like really extended periods between the checkpoints. Yeah. And it's like, it, like you're going and you feel like, man, I, I really want there to be a checkpoint here because I have gotten this far and I would like to not die. Yeah. And have, have to, to do, do it all, all over, over again. again. Yeah. It's so like there, but it, it's not perfect. I still think it mostly works out. Um, especially like as you progress in the game and your character gets better and can just, um, survive rooms more easily. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I, I've found a little bit of of both on the annoying and the I think it's well balanced. Um, yeah, I, I keep flip flopping with it. Yeah, it's just it it kind of varies from segment to segment. <laughs> it's like okay, this is annoying. It's like oh well that 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 was perfect. <laughs> so it, it's sort of it's just kind of weird the way that it um, it can at times feel great and at times feel like it's kind of punishing. Yeah. Um, the bosses in the game are also really cool. Um, I think at the beginning they're kind of they're a bit less varied, but um, there are some that that really stick out. Um, as like there's this one, uh, what was it? It was called like the Mecha Dragon. It's just like this really that's long where I'm stuck at right now. Yeah, it's this long. It's you go into this environment that's like totally different than anything. It's like this water room basically and you don't encounter water all that much um and it's and you have to destroy these kind of these little robots will fall and will come down from the top of the screen and you have to destroy them to turn them into floating platforms that will eventually go away and the boss is this big long like robot snake um that swims through the water and will destroy the platforms and it's just it's it's a real big pain uh, and it, and it doesn't, uh, they're like when I was playing it, i got, was continually getting frustrated because I yeah. could not tell like, how am I taking damage? I do not understand what is happening. Um, but like once I finally beat it, I was like, oh yeah, that was, that was nice. I, I got through that perfectly. And there's some, there are other bosses that, um, like force you to use these abilities that you get and they're like the only way to sit like consistently damage them and and it forces you to to get your timing down a lot faster um it's it's really cool i'm i think i'm on chapter nine out of ten so i'm almost done with the game um the game was a lot longer than i thought it was the first week that i was playing yeah it. like it didn't because they do a really good job of making it feel like an nes game um, and because of that, it doesn't seem like it would open up all that much into this kind of big game, but it does like, it's not like a, a long game, but it, 
it's there is a much deeper game below the surface than you are expecting. Yeah. It's good. Nice. <clears throat> Do you think you're close to the end? Yeah, I have like two, maybe maybe three. I think I just have like two stages to go through. You also were playing the medium. Did you get any further in that? Yes, I beat the medium. Oh. Um, the ending of that game, <laughs> I honestly don't know how much I want. So, I'm glad that we're talking about this in person. Because over the internet, I would not have been able to see your face yeah, in this reaction. So, so the end of this game, like when it ended, I was like, what? Um, just because, so this whole game, like you were playing as, as Marianne and you're going through this, uh, like this, this place called Neva, um, learning about the disaster that happened there. Um, you're interacting with like the spirits of people to try and just piece together what's going you eventually come to find out that um you have a, your character has a personal connection to it in that um she lived on a house like outside of the property um and so like she sort of she didn't really grow up there because her whole thing is that she was an orphan and grew up somewhere else um and she she didn't like remember it so you're finding more out more out about um like her her personal history and connection to it. Um, and there's also this big monster that is sort of hunting you the whole movie, the not movie, the <laughs> whole game. Um, and you find is also responsible for the, this massacre that happened there. And so you're trying to find this guy, um, to learn about your past and also not die. Um, the, so this comes to, we, we come to the end of the game, and I'm gonna I'm just basically gonna spoil it. Um, so the the reason this monster wants to like hunt you down is because it needs to like possess like it needs a body so that it can leave and go out into the world and start killing more people. Oh. Um, and so he the monster basically went through everyone that was at this resort. And killed them all because, like, it, their bodies couldn't handle it, and they would eventually like go crazy and die, and it would move on to the next person. Um, and he, this so this creature determines that you, your body is because of this kind of personal connection that you end up having to this creature, it can inhabit your body and be fine and leave. Um, and so Marianne at the end is presented with a choice to either. Um, like, basically, like, she finds the original, like, the, where this monster, like, the person that this monster came from. Um, like, this person is not making the monster do these things, but it's sort of an aspect of their personality that got manifested into the world. Right. Um, and that they cannot really control. But, um... It, they also, because they are alive, this monster is continuing to exist. So the choice you have that Marion has is to kill this person so the monster goes away or, uh, like, let the monster... Or, or let her live and be possessed by this monster. Marion doesn't want to kill her, and so she seems to decide... She's like, oh, no, there's actually another choice. And she puts the gun up to her head and is like, if I die, you can't leave and she doesn't have to die. 
And then the screen cuts to black and you hear a gunshot and it's like, I, I don't, <laughs> I, like, I have to assume that she shot herself in the head. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't seem like she's going to shoot this other person. And, and then the game is just over and it's like, what? That's the ending? I, I don't, it's, it was just, it's. This saved me seven hours. I was yeah. actually going to play this, so. It was, it's just baffling. <clears throat> That's, it's such a weird ending. That almost sounds like it's sequel baiting, you know? I don't think so. Be- I say that because of the immediate cut to black and then the gunshot. Well, as opposed to gunshot, see the death, cut to black. So I, but that's, one's, you also like quote in, unquote interpretation there. Right, but also in the context of the game, like they never, pretty much all of the horrible like acts that happen in the game all sort of happen off screen. Like they happen, but the way they are framed is like you see, or you find out about the before and then you sort of find out about the aftermath rather so like they're not actually showing this kind of the, the the terrible stuff, but they are like you know that it's that it has happened. Um, so I don't know. It's sort of and also just because like the this developer, I don't think they ever like make sequels to their games. Like they 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 have stories that they tell and then they go on to make new stories. Um, so I don't know. I don't know why. Like I don't think a sequel is necessary. Like there's. Outside of that, there's not really any dangling plot threads. To build on. Like, um, she either kills herself and story's over, uh, or she kills the other person and the story's kind of over. Yeah. Um, it's a weird ending, and I, it was completely, like, unfulfilling. I was like, man... I can't believe that is the stupid crap. Like, that's the way this <laughs> this dumb game ends. Um, but you didn't spend money on it. I didn't. So. And I still, like, it, I don't think it's a bad game. And it's it's perfectly fun enough to play. But it was just like, God, this, you really made me come to this. <laughs> uh, it was, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. Forest. Hey. What did you play? Uh, I've been playing more Cyber Shadow. Uh, my sentiments are pretty much the same as Seth's now. Um, and then I've been tr- playing Destruction All Stars. Yeah. Mm. How? Yeah. Did you listen to me talk about that last week? No. Well, how do you think? What do you think about that game? Uh, and what do you think he thought about it? Yeah. What do you think I thought about uh, it? Well, your reaction so far makes <laughs> it seem like you're probably not enjoying it. I mean, the couple of rounds I played was really enjoying bad. would yeah. indicate that he's still playing it. Yeah, I deleted it already. Wow. All yeah. right. Um, so I, I gave it another shot after we, after I tried that night with you. Yeah, but it was bad. Uh, I, it, it's been fine for me. Um, I, the problem that I've been running into is that like I'll be jumping, in like trying to evade other cars when I'm like in regular person mode, um, and. Like, I'll be at the highest part of my arc for the jump, and I'll still get hit somehow. Like, I'll still ragdoll. And I don't know if that's a problem with my connection, or if that's just some it's weird... probably the poorly optimized the game. game. Yeah. that's <laughs> So that's what I'm thinking, because, like, I don't have really 
I don't have much problems with lagging in multiplayer anymore. That's something I struggled with back a lot when I was in like middle school and high school. But like that doesn't really affect me too much now. Um, you grew out of it. Yeah, <laughs> we we still have slow, hit, horrible internet, but not internet that slow puberty. and horrible. Yeah. Um, so Your hit so I was so th- thank you for confirming loosely what I was thinking that no that game is bad yeah uh so fun fact Seth um you weren't there when I was there talking about with Chris but old guy old old host to the show Chris um Chris downloaded it and was going to play it with me and. Um, I talked to him about that. He goes, oh yeah, I've already deleted that (laughs) because he tried it and it was so bad. And then he's like, and then on top of that, I went to go play multiplayer and I realized that in the very lengthy tutorial it put you through, they never explained how to play the game. Yeah. Or the modes that are in the game. So, and so they don't explain the game modes at all. And so I didn't quite realize that that had happened. I didn't. Realized there were game modes. So that's the thing. There's like three game modes. Huh. So when I Maybe went back four. to when I went back to play, I'm like, wait, what's my goal here? Yeah. How? What? And there's there's two solo game modes, and then like two, six or eight V8s. Mm. Bad um, game. Uh, yeah. Really glad I didn't spend seventy dollars on it. Yeah. Um, when the PS5 launched, it's too yeah. bad because like it's been a long time since we've had a good car combat game, and I think. The also the addition of having like hero characters with their own abilities outside of the cars. I really like the designs it's, of the characters. I will say that. Yeah, I think it's like I think there are pieces there for what could be a compelling multiplayer experience. Yeah, and it's just like they they didn't put them together right. No, yeah, and they, the real, they built the wrong game out of the, the pieces. The, the real answer car. is to make a new twisted metal. <laughs> just. Make a new Twisted Metal. I, so, my car combat game growing up, since I had a Nintendo, was Vigilante 8. Yeah, or Vigilante 8. I've They're all very that. similar. Vigil- Vigilante 8, I really like because it had a completely different, like, tone to yeah. Twisted Metal. Like, it was, like, Twisted Metal was really cool looking, but it was also kind of, like, an edgelord paradise. Yeah. Um, and Twisted Metal was, like, this kind of comedy uh, sort of, Tongue in cheek, all the characters, and it takes place in like, like the desert basically, and all the the cars are like really stupid version, like they're souped up versions of like really stupid actual cars. Um, I mean, heck, we had it's a, it's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun playing uh, the GameCube Combat Racer, as well as I think it was yes. on PS2 Cell Damage. Mm-hmm. That was on Xbox and GameCube. Do you remember playing that with me and Force? Yeah, yeah, it was alright. That game's fun. I mean, it's old. It's aged. You know, like those games age. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the we need a good car combat game. Yeah. And Naughty this, Dog, give us a new Jack X. Uh, yes. Stop making Last of Us Three or whatever you're making and okay. make Jack X but Combat I just, Racing Two. I'm just Any saying, Jack. you take uh, Vigilante Eight, you add ninety-one other people. Drop all the cars onto an island. Oh yeah, we we talked about this in yeah. the Discord. Call Joe it, and you call started it Vigilante going. '88. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be fantastic. Just a, a beautiful car combat BR. That'd I mean, be cool. It would I'd be. be down. It would be awesome. It would be chaos. It would be. Yeah, it would, be, it would be insanity. I would love it. Yeah, the map would have to be gigantic. Oh yeah, yeah. 
would, it would be so much fun. Um, all right. So um, with that, I think it's a good time to go into the break, and we will be right back with the news. And we're back. Hopefully during the break, you were going on all the social media, at Suplex the Sticks, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and sharing our stuff with your friends. Um, also using uh, your podcatcher to rate and review the show, as well as share it with your friends by sending links or just telling them to Google Suplex the Sticks. If you do that and let us know, I'll just send you a sticker. It's very easy. Join our Discord or email us, Facebook message us. We see all of that stuff. Let us know, and we will get you a sticker or something, because we appreciate you for putting up with our silliness and listening to us every week. So thank you. Um, with that, um, we're going to do the news. The news is done. It's trickling. We're, we're still trickling. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to talk about... There's, there's some stuff today that was, was pretty exciting. Um, and that's... The Sonic 2 got a announcement of a date, April 8th, 2022. Ugh, so far away. It's so far. But... I just want to watch this now. It's yeah. The, Son- the title of it is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Ugh. And the two Very sprouted mysterious. tales, which is great. Because the ending of the last movie teased tales. Yeah. So we knew we knew tales was going to be in it. It would have been more a surprise if there were no tales. Yeah. I can't wait for the rest of the Sonic Cinematic Universe. I know. <sighs> Who knows what the, the heck they'll do. The SC. <laughs> we've, we've talked about, you know, what that will look like. I mean, we'll have Metal Sonic. He's got to show up. Certainly, old Robotnik will... We'll be back. Do you think Robotnik is back for the second one? Yeah, I can't imagine what what else they would do. Like, they're not going to just have Jim Carrey and not put him in the movie. Do you think Knuckles is in this one? I think probably. He's I like a mid, mid-movie mid heel or face turn yeah. to a good guy. Maybe. Maybe even a third act face turn. Mm, I mean, I don't know that he'll even be like a significant character. I mean, they could just follow the timeline of the games and him not show up until after after the end of three. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Sonic. That movie was so good. It's such a... So much better than it had any right to be. Now, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but we've got two movies coming out that day that are huge for us. Mm. Because Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 comes out on that day also. Well, I I already know which one I'm seeing first, fellas, and it ain't Sonic. I'm just going to see both. Yeah, just see them both in the same day. day. Why not both? Exactly. I don't know if my attention span could hold. I feel so bad for you then. Look, I would be willing to challenge myself. You go to the movie, then you go have dinner, and then you go back to the movie. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I was going to say, or you do what David did like six, I think it was like six or seven years ago, where... You see all of the Lord of the Rings tr- director's cut trilogy in one sitting at the movie theater. So idea. doing something similar to that at the age of five is what caused me to not watch Lord of the Rings until <laughs> the middle of last month. 
<laughs> when I marathoned each half of the extended cuts Ugh. every Friday, pretty Ugh. much so until this last week. If we want to pivot this to video games, we had, we was did, it worth we, it? We didn't talk about it, but Gollum like was canceled. Now. Gollum was delayed, so that who knew there was a Gollum game coming? But yeah, that You're, game was delayed. Such a shame. It seems like a game that will never come out. Yeah, it doesn't need to come out. It doesn't need to come. It doesn't out. need to exist. Um, also, the Last of Us TV show had some casting rumors today. Mm. Um, one of them is official, and that is that uh, Bella Ramsey is going to be uh, Ellie. I forget the name of the people in Last of Us. Yes, it's play. Ellie. Um, which you might know her as Liana Mormont. Um, and she was dope in From Game of Game Thrones. Of Thrones. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone loved her. It's she's weird, like, it's weird looking at her patient, like, and it's like, she, you think, she seems young, but then you realize, in the first Last of Us, she was young, you know? <laughs> I'm just so, I'm just, my most recent memory is of teenage Ellie. Mm. Um, Much more angsty. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> um, As teens tend to much be. Much more murdery. <laughs> As teens tend to be. Yeah. Um, and then... The the big rumor out there is that Mahershala Ali uh, was offered the role of Joel, which man, he is a great actor. He's one of my favorites uh, currently. Yeah, he's. he's I'd see him in that role. Um, yeah, he could be. He could he he could be anybody. Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't going in. He'd, he'd be good at it, yeah. <laughs> I just hope the video game community is nice about it. Oh, they will Because be. we know how they tend to be. This character is white. We demand he be white. <laughs> it's, that's what they're going to say, especially you Naughty Dog fans that refuse to <laughs> uh, accept things uh, contrary to what you want. Um, so, yeah. No, I say you not... Really, just video game people can be terrible. So I, I understand why they will not do this because they want to create their own version. But they could just get the guy who played Joel to be Joel. Troy Baker? Yeah. You could. Or they could get... Everyone wants... Uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones? Uh, the guy that played Jamie. Yeah, that's... When you said that, that's who Im- immediately I thought. Nikolai but, I mean, Waldorf or whatever. Yeah, I mean, he'd be fine. It's... It, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really have like a dream casting for it. Yeah, but yeah. it could be anybody as long as they're a good actor. I might enjoy the John show. Mulaney. John Mulaney. No, no, no. Okay, couldn't be anybody. <laughs> um, I, I, I hopefully like the show more than the game. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I I'm unironically with that. I, <laughs> yeah, I love seeing Nick Cage do things, too. even if be, he's not suited for it. It'd be a lot. Give me Keanu Reeves. Give me uh, in no, in reference to what's in the future here. Give me Nick Cage's Handsome Jack. <laughs> oh, that is good be, casting. That's inspired insanity. <laughs> As he's, it should be. He's yes, got the crazy true. face for it. But <laughs> he's a, a little old. But I guess that doesn't really matter. That doesn't matter. But the official there is new Borderlands casting, as there seems to be every week. Yeah, that. Jamie Lee Curtis has been casted as Dr. Patricia Tannis, which it's, is wild. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is a very good actress. Yes. And she will undoubtedly nail the role. But also, she's like... Uh, Patricia Tannis in the game is a lot 
actually, I'm not even sure about this now, because I know that she was stranded on that planet forever. <laughs> um, but she gives the appearance of being a lot younger than Jamie Lee Curtis is. But it it also it seems to match up with the age of the cast that they're going for, I guess. But even that, she's she. It's weird. It's strange. Yeah. I'm very interested to see where it goes, though. Uh, she could definitely pull it off, um, especially since this movie has had weird casting already. Yeah. So, you know, I, she actually fits more so than I think the other two. So she could probably I'm with be... you on that. Yeah. I mean, she can definitely pull off the kind of crazy, just crazy person that Tannis is. I'm really excited to, like, if this will become, like, a weekly thing for a few weeks. That'd be nice. If, just, if we just keep getting consistent that'd be casting updates. I'd like to... like to Something to look forward to. I mean, yeah, we gotta see what Mordecai is. That's important for me. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I'm curious what Brick will be. It's gonna be the it, guy from UCF <laughs> <laughs> that quit to be a wrestler uh, at this point. Yeah. He's not big enough, man. I mean, well he's pretty big. an actor now. Uh, but he's not big enough. Um, yeah. It's funny, after you brought him up in the Discord, uh, a bunch of my wrestling friends were like, have you seen this guy from UCF? <laughs> so, yeah, he signed with the WWE apparently like uh, a week later. So, Parker listen, Boudreaux. Yeah. I wonder, I, I wonder what his stage name will be. He could be, uh, Brick. They could just call him Brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just becomes Brick. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all the video games and film and TV news we have. This week. Um, now, uh, I do want to mention some more Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands is coming back to digital storefronts on February 17th. Love it. I want to bring this up also because it has reopened the discourse on Tales from the Borderlands and the fact that it is the best thing in the Borderlands. It's the best Borderlands Yeah, game. I didn't know that there was any disagreement there. Our f- friend of the show, Imran Khan... <laughs> I I only say uh, that because he we talk about him a lot on here because yeah. his tweets are pretty solid. He tweeted about it being the best, and I replied agreeing with him. And I got some Twitter hate. Really? Oh yeah, from people that follow like two thousand people and only have like five followers. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I got some hate um, about how I don't understand Borderlands. So <laughs> the problem is that you do understand. Yeah, the problem is I. I'm a better person than you, sir. <laughs> like, I I can, uh, not the, you know, it doesn't make me a better person, but just know what you're playing and digest it effectively. So this news, you guys, when, when I brought this up before the show, you guys acted like I was a crazy person. But I, I mean, swear, I remember seeing a thing that... They did tease something, but they this isn't it. I'm look. I'm pretty sure I remember seeing like a video of that was announcing this, and that there was going to be like a new chapter in it. And apparently, there were also like rumors. I like I didn't remember anything about the rumors, but but just looking it up before the show, apparently this is something that people talked about. Um, that there was some leak that there was going to be new stuff, and I yeah I vividly like remember seeing a video that was teasing new stuff in this game. So. It, from the way they talked about it, it doesn't seem like there's going to be anything new. So maybe I'm just 
lost my mind and no i i'm remembering the same stuff mm. it's possible i may have just fabricated it in my brain <laughs> the way reese had jack in his brain yeah and you know maybe you just will eventually completely change characters like reese into a completely different yeah, person they'll get, they'll get new writers and i'll just be a different person yeah an entirely with the same name yeah but an entirely different set yeah um but it'll be me that's what happened to Reese. I'll be, that sucks. I'll be canonical. <laughs> Borderlands three. You Reese guys, and... you guys will just be written out. Yeah. <laughs> oh I'm no, not even that. mentioned. Um, yeah, not even written. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we don't, be, we be don't a, get the luxury. of There being will be a picture out. of you somewhere <laughs> in my room. So if people like go in there and look, it's like, oh, these guys. Wonder what uh, happened to them. Yep. And you'll never know. No. Um, Borderlands. They won't uh. bring it up. My arc with that anymore. series has not gone well for them. Um, all right. So, Microsoft has, we've all know, we, we all know that they have acquired ZeniMax, uh, which yes, is the, we all know that. the yes. main company that owns Bethesda, uh, what else? Machine Head, Machine, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Yeah. Yo. Uh, uh, Arcane. Id. Yeah. So basically, Microsoft is creating a new studio or a new subsidiary called Vault to merge with ZeniMax. So they're not, they're going to be all under this Microsoft subsidiary called Vault. So the games mm. won't say Xbox Game Studio on them. They'll, They'll say, Vault. say Vault or Vault Studio. I don't know if there's going to be a studios after it. Um, so. Maybe that speaks more to the third-party nature of what some of these games could be. Yeah. Like, they're not going to keep them as first-party yeah. as we think. Um, but that is interesting. Yeah. They, they're well, they were kind of clear that them buying it wasn't going to affect the, at least the... Immediate the, future. Yeah, the immediate future of, like, announced Bethesda products. Right. So, like, it's not, it wouldn't be surprising for them to have this, like, a first-party studio that will work, will, will not just necessarily make Xbox games. And that's kind of, seems to fit in with their ethos of just, like, we want our games to be everywhere. Right. Yeah. Hopefully it's more true uh, when I can play anything on my phone with my <laughs> backbone. I want to play my, my, my Xbox games anywhere. I want to get my Xbox games working on my phone. Still get, hasn't happened. Yeah. Mm. It's rough. Um, let's see. The Black Myth Wukong trailer. There is a new one. Yes. It's like four minutes long. We talked about this game months many, ago. Many months yeah. ago. Many yeah. moons. Because it, it was a leak. No, it was what? an actual trailer. Oh, oh like was. Like a... Be but it was. I don't remember like, where it was announced, though. It was just like Dropped. posted somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was posted on some Chinese, like wherever, because like the developer isn't it just like one guy who's making this game? Yeah. This this game looks yeah. far too visually impressive to be made by one person. Uh, this trailer looks really cool. Um, visually, it looks amazing, uh, and the gameplay in it looks really. It's it. This was a uh, a year of the. Year of the Ox trailer. Okay. Like that's why it was it was a special trailer for that. For the new lunar 
beer. Yes, and it prominently featured an ox uh, boss at the end of it. Yes. Um, I'm. I, this game looks really cool. I. Oh, I just hope that it comes out. Just because it's, <laughs> it's being, it doesn't seem like this game could be made by one person. And so it makes me worry that it will not actually end up being made. Like, it's yeah. certainly being made, but I don't... It makes me hope that it will release eventually. Yeah. Like, it's being made at a good, consistent pace. Yeah, like, I mean, you usually see when one person or, like, a very small team is making a game like this, it's usually, like, a pixel art game, and it yeah. takes, like, eight years to, yeah. to be made. And this is visually on par with like triple a games at least from what has been released and yep. it's possible that there's just like very small segments that have been that he's created um so i don't know i hope this guy gets like a studio to come in and be like hey here are our resources we want to we want to make this game with you um because i want to play it yeah it's really cool yeah. it really the gameplay it really reminded me of neo 2 our game of the year from last year just in kind of <laughs> the way collective game um, of the year yep. just All the way the, the sort of the visual flair and the kind of the going up against these giant animal bosses um i'm sure the actual combat is more like character action type game and i imagine it will not have uh, it, the the looting that is that exists in Neo Two is is probably not going to be present, but it looks, it looks very cool, and I just I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Go watch the trailer. It's the Monkey King. We Treat all love yourself. him. It's true. We truly do. Um, Seth, I know that you never played this game with me, <laughs> even though I think you did buy it. You bought Anthem, right? Back when we talked about playing Anthem together. Yeah, I don't know that I actually ever bought it. Ooh. So maybe you made the better decision, even though I granted only spent like $5 on this game uh, for the deluxe edition from GameStop because they're just trying to get rid of stuff off the shelf. Yeah. Um, but apparently <laughs> EA is going through an active audit of Bioware this week. Uh, that's the report. And... Anthem Next is being evaluated as to whether it's even worth keep working on it or just dump it and move on to other things. Mm. I think that's the better option. I don't know if it's the better option, but I do think it's probably the option that will be chosen. I sadly also think it is. Yeah. Uh, I think it it's 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 a shame because like the first like when they first revealed this it looked like it could be a really cool game and yeah. then of course it came out and it wasn't. But it's too bad that, like, I would I would like for the team to get a chance to actually um, try and make their vision of, of Anthem, like the new team that took it over, yeah. that actually understands games like this, um, and see if they can turn it into anything. You know, it's like the, the other game that we talked about. The pieces, they just <laughs> built it into the wrong model. Right. Yeah. You, you hate to see it. That game controls so well. The flying is great. Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a game with individual like character flying that has felt as good as that. Yeah, all, all the like the shooting feels okay. Uh, the flying feels great. The mobility feels great. Um, 
But man, it's just not that great. It's very pretty, but yeah. it's not great. <sighs> Anthem. I still have that disc. GameStop won't take those in for trade. Really? I mean, just like I have my Destiny 2 disc still. It's useless. Yeah. But I have it. Uh, uh, I have three Destiny 1 discs. Oh, That's wow. Was it one for like each expansion or something? Uh, no. One was the 360 release because I didn't have an Xbox One. All right. Um, and then I got the Xbox One mm-hmm. version from a friend, bought it used, and then the third one was a sealed 360 copy that I got as a gift. Huh. Well, a joke, a joke gift, of course, but you know, sure. <laughs> Can you even play Destiny One right now? I could let you know. Can you like fire I could that find up? Out. I would, I, yeah, I mean, it's still running. The servers are. I I, okay. I I guess I thought they wouldn't be. No, they they're still going. I in fact, I recall within like the past week seeing like I follow Bungie, or I follow one of the Bungie Twitter accounts yeah. and. And like they put out a notice about some issues that that people were saying going on with Destiny One, and that they were looking into it. Hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's still. I mean, it's not getting any new stuff, but it's still there. It's there. All right, that's the best yep. way to to say it, I guess. Yeah, the only servers that Bungie shut down recently was the old Halo Bungie.net servers, mm. and that's a bummer that's because a bummer. I have some I had some real good stuff in there that I probably never saved and should have. Nope. <laughs> I have I have it's some gone. good clips. Ugh. Too bad. I'm not good enough at Halo now to get those clips back. <laughs> Man, I had a double headshot on that where someone walked behind someone and I got a headshot right at the right time. Dang. Ugh. It was on that you satellite map. What was the satellite map on Halo 3? I can't remember. Array. I think. Array, yeah. It's good. <sighs> good game. Good fun. One of time. my favorites. Yeah. Maybe I should stop playing Fortnite. And just and play, play, Halo. play Halo. Play Halo multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It gets Do you me real think mad. Halo Infinite will have skins? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't so know why I, I don't know. I don't know if you have booted up Master Chief Collection lately. No. But they've added seasons to it now you don't pay for that yeah i do last time i had it on there i do remember seeing that yeah so they've added seasons and like armor customizations are part of it and Mm. stuff they've Um, added in like a bunch of halo 4 armors into halo 3 and like higher levels of armor customization for previous games like visor colors and a bunch of stuff for like halo 1 and 2 now i think they did say they're going to tone it down for infinite like they're going to keep them more military looking and less mm. kind of wild, like they look in four and five. Yeah, we'll see how long. That I mean, stays. I don't know. In uh, in Reach, there were some wild looking, like armors that you could equip. Yeah. So I don't think those are ex- not like four and five bad. though. No, like four and five, you yeah, could look I mean, like a. I never really got into the customization in four when I ooh, played. That's it. fine. Yeah, you're better off. Yeah. You you ended up looking like a. Um, like Cyborg in the Justice League movie. Uh, Ooh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you're not wrong like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Crash 4 is coming to next gen and Switch on March 12th. That's really soon. Uh, it was not on Switch before. I thought it was. Uh, so did I. So next gen as a free upgrade also, if you have Crash 4 already. Nice. Um, and then... The, the last news I have, or second to last, is that uh, 
Terraria was canceled for uh, Stadia. <laughs> Not only after Stadia basically was canceled itself, they shut down all their studios. Yeah, that um, seems like it's a bit a bit of a, of a news thing in and of itself. <laughs> but uh, we didn't talk about it because I don't I can't care about Stadia. Yeah, but it's it's weird. Like it's just kind of a a weird end to. The, it's because Stadia is still going to exist. They're just like, no, 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 no. We we built all these studios to make games, and now it's like, nah, we're we're not going to actually make any of those games. It is assuredly the same exact thing that Amazon ran into. Yep. These people are rich, and they are used to being able to pump something out right away when they build a team of yeah people that are talented, and so. Game development is hard and messy. Um, you can know that as almost anyone that just keeps up vaguely with gaming news. And and also uh, it is it cannot be done quickly. Exactly. Like it can be done quickly comparatively, but you're still looking at like at least a three-year turnaround to get one game out the door. And they're not going to be that patient. And that's sort of what people said when this was decided. And... You know, uh, <laughs> it's sadly the truth. Yeah. So now um, some of those game devs are out of a job, sadly. And I mean, I, I'm i sure they'll be finding other they'll, places they'll bounce back. to work. Every time something like this has happened, I've actually really liked the outpouring of support I've seen from other development yeah, studios. Yeah, like, you'll, like, you'll always say it on Twitter. Like, th- that studio accounts will be like... Hey, if you worked here, get in contact with us. Yeah. We need pe- we need good people. Re- Respawn posted something. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It it's just a bummer though, because you like who knows what they were working on. Um, if you are a video game historian, you don't. Um, we don't know what they're working on, and we'll never see it because all that stuff is cloud based. Yeah. So well, we'll, I'm sure the. Like, I'm sure that there are copies of, like, the assets and, like, the design docs that... that so, it's possible in the future we'll, we'll hear about what the pitches were and what, like, the possible stuff. But um, if there was anything, like, any... You're right, there's probably not any, like, physical copy of any, like, prototypes that they yeah. had. Yeah. Um, we I mean, won't, we won't for, see this cropping up on eBay in the next right. 10 years. There's no, there's no, there's no uh, beta cartridge of... Right. Of these games. Um, so it's it's crazy. So the, the Terraria creator got locked out of his Google account, mm-hmm. all of them. Um, Drive, mail, everything. And he can't figure out why, and he's mad about it. So he basically canceled it and all the stuff that his development studio ever was building for Google. Yeah. Um, I the love Android that. versions. So the Android versions are out there, and they're not going to take away the Android versions, but they've stopped all Stadia development. Um, yeah. And even if he even if it, like he wasn't doing it out of spite, it'd probably be a pretty good decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who's playing Terraria on Stadia? Yeah. Let me stream this game that is 50 megabytes big. And it can run on a potato. Any, yeah. Like... Just plug the right stuff into a potato and you'd probably be able to get it to run. Honestly? Um, yeah. Uh, tar- Terraria is so good. Um, so there's that. And then 
the Final Fantasy VII reveal remake reveal this weekend. Uh, we don't know what's revealing, but there is going to be some sort of news attached to a concert that's happening this weekend. Yes. Some some people are shaping up that maybe it is a announcement that it's coming to Xbox mm-hmm. because at this point the one year exclusivity would be almost up. Some people are theorizing it may be that there is a part two coming. And it's probably gonna be a PC release. PS five patch. Yep. PS five patch, PC release. A so Dirge what, of Cerberus remake. What, what do you guys think it will be? Mm, I bet it's probably something kind of low-key like that, but I also don't think that they could announce... I don't think it is possible for Tetsuya Nomura to announce even something so innocuous about an about this um, world without giving us a little tease of something new. Yeah. Because yeah. it's that is what he has always done. <laughs> Like, any little tiny thing for Kingdom Hearts will have this, just this little bit in there to say, like, here's something that's coming in f- 15 years. Yeah. But here, it's, you'll remember it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even announcing it. I'm not saying what it is. Yeah. But He's done, like, concert, te- concert teases before. Yeah. So, like, it would make sense. Yeah. So, I think, I don't think we'll get any, like, actual news about, a Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, but I think there will be something that like a final alludes mix? to it. No, not like a, not a final mix, but I think it's, it'll be like a phrase or something. Yeah, it'll you know? like there a cryptic will phrase. there will be a trailer to announce whatever this announcement is, and then there will be something else like <laughs> it's a box tucked at, a at box. the end. <laughs> Yeah, it could literally just be a line of text like on a black background like he does for freaking Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You know, that just says something. Or or it could be like a voice line. But there will be something. Um and it won't it will be enough to make us really excited, but not enough for us to actually <laughs> understand what it is. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As it always is. <laughs> um so I, I do want to leave off with a small prompt that's not news related. Um, so Vice has a gaming show out right now that deals with different aspects of the gaming community. And they had this episode about gaming preservation. Um, and so it made me think like with, with talking about game preservation, um, it made me think about documentaries about video games and how there's not really a bunch of documentaries about video games. Um, there's High Score, which is a kind of neat documentary series on Netflix if you want to watch it. Um, and you don't have to go full depth into this, but if there's... What video game would you want to see a documentary about it being made? It could be a franchise, mm. too, but... I would like to... Hmm, documentary about a video game or a franchise. See, I think the... Like, the stuff that I'm most interested in, like, that comes off the top of the head, is, like, I want to know what the heck is going on at Retro all of these years. Yeah, that's uh, good. And, and even, like, the stuff... Like, it could be about a studio, We've I heard think. about, could... like, we've heard about all of the failed game pitches that they made before Metroid Prime came up. And there's also, like, this huge gap before, like, we learned they were working on Metroid Prime 4 that we have no idea what they were making. So that's something I'd be interested in. Um, the other thing that came to mind was um, Scalebound. Yeah. 
So you kind of stole it from me. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. That's, I, <laughs> uh, I'm a scale bound mark. Yeah. I, forever. Uh, my wish is in a similar vein of like anything Hideki Kamiya has really been involved in or technically wasn't involved in. I would love to know how Devil May Cry 2 like fully got like came about because that game was developed in under a year and without Kamiya's knowledge and huh. Hideki Itsuno, the developer of three, four and five was brought in, in the final, I think five months of two's dev cycle to fix it. Yeah. And that it's, game is still like a very, yeah, it's a very crazy, but like, we don't even know the name of the original director for that. Like I would love to find out something for that or any failed platinum games pitch. Uh, from when Camilla left Capcom. Nice. Now, I will say, uh, Bungie actually did a bunch of documentary stuff for pretty much each Halo release. They mm-hmm. do they do a and ton I of internal documentary yes. stuff, yeah. which is great. Yes. Yeah, uh, they... Watching those when I didn't own Halo 3 or 360 yet was one of my favorite things to do back in 2007. That seems to be the kind of upfront transparency of talking about like actual like the process of making these games seems to be a lot more of a uh, western dev thing yeah yes um i i i doubt we'll ever see anything about like like when that nintendo giga leak happened and it turned out they had all of like these years of like design docs and stuff like going back to the nes just like on hard drives on servers like there's stuff, we would never have seen that, right? Mm-hmm. They're never going to show us, and it's weird because like they they have the stuff, um, but I don't think they want that stuff to be made known. Like they want the product that comes out to be what the product is. Yeah, um, I think I think mine would probably be. I would love to see um, a documentary about the Mega Man series and how the decisions into making it like, and, and like going into the composers and just why they made a bunch of some of the strange decisions they made. All the stuff you guys have told me about the later X games that I never played the like, like how do you get what, right? How does it go from this simple idea to, how convoluted and wild it gets later. Yeah. Existential. I mean, I think zero gets. Yeah. Like that is, I, it's sort of interesting. I think the more interesting, um, idea there is just kind of like the documentary of KG and Afune. Yeah. And the insane career path that he's gone on from being like making these iconic characters to absolutely failing and to, create anything of worth at the end of his career like yeah his post capcom career it's, is it's terrible and it does and it's almost the polar opposite really and, yeah and it's crazy how he's just not be able not been able to i think we've talked about it before yeah. about his but that that would be interesting to see someone kind of documenting that what is his career lately? arc well, he nothing. I think the the biggest thing of note that he did recently was mighty number no. 9 which was oh yeah you know that's uh, that was publicly failed big time yeah oh man that crashed and burned that's right um so yeah that's interesting um leading into the end of the show 
talk to us about this topic in our Discord. Uh, we have a gaming nonsense channel. Tell us what sort of documentaries you would want based on games. Um, and give us better ideas, and we'll talk about them next show if you have any good ones. Um, so with that, we hope you liked the episode. We appreciate you listening every week, and we will talk at you next week. Bye. Goodbye. See you.